Welcome to Mindful Musings, where you're invited to join in mindful reflections that encourage and deepen connections with self and others. Help build a culture of caring, create a life of purpose, and face challenging transitions in an atmosphere of unity. Okay, Linda. Today we are picking from the Power Animal Oracle Cards by Stephen D. Farmer, PhD. And Linda has the uh, revised version of the book ready to uh, have, a, have a scan through. I'm shuffling the deck right now. Linda, why don't you tell me when to stop? Stop. And now what should I do? Take the one in your lower hand. <laughs> take, take the top one off your lower hand. Top one off my lower hand. Thank you. The dolphin. Take time to play. Wow, what a beautiful message. Considering, isn't it dolphins that they're finding back in the canals in Venice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. <clears throat> dolphin. And the key word is playfulness. And then, and then beneath that, in quotes, it says, take time to play. You're thinking too much and doing too much, such that you're disconnected from your feelings. The best way to integrate your intellect, emotions, and actions, believe it or not, is through play. You've been analyzing this and that, and strategizing for the future at a cost of ignoring the present and a more basic need to go and just have some fun. Get away from all that through play and you'll find that your thinking is much clearer and more insightful. There are a couple of ways to play. One is a structured activity or game. This is a great avenue for socializing and playing with other people. Another is, hold on now, spontaneity, spontaneous play. You can't plan to be spontaneous, but you can simply be spontaneous. All it takes is the right attitude. You can do this anywhere, even at work. Sing, dance, or make a joke. It'll help you lose your mind for a while, or at least bring it into balance with your body and your feelings. And stop taking all this so seriously. It's only life. Additional associations, so there's four words. Communication, breath, community, and guidance. So in terms of what's happening in the world today, what jumps out at you, Linda? Well, I think that it's really important that we remember the importance of playfulness right now with what's happening in the world today. 
and to find spontaneous moments or take advantage of moments to be spontaneous um, to, it's a way of helping uplift each other, enlighten the mood and, and uh, help each other cope, you know, people that we're with. Um, the tendency to allow the fear to push us into overdrive in terms of planning and scheduling and um, remembering, you know, we have to remember that the different people handle cope with anxieties and fears in different ways. Like some people, um, some people it would be really, really important that they know, you know, they have a plan for all the events, all the what ifs that, that come up in their minds. Whereas other people just take things moment to moment, you know, like one minute at a time, one day at a time. Mm -hmm. As long as I know I can get through this next, I'm okay. And I'll worry about what's beyond that, beyond after that. Um, and so, you know, that's great to have a plan um, to spend some time doing that. You know, what will we do? Um, and then it's also equally important to find time to be playful, to uplift each other, um, especially if you have children in the house. Uh, and, the, you know, because young children don't understand what's going on at all. They have no concept. Um, so for them, you know, you don't want to be pushing them into early childhood trauma um, unnecessarily um, when they don't understand by, you know, fear mongering too much with them. And then for teenagers who do have some concept of, of you know, what's going on, um, it's important to help them because they're already going through an age and a phase and a stage where they start to really question everything and seriously wondering about tomorrow. Um, they've already been there worrying about, you know, what they're going to do when they grow up, you know, that question that everybody's on their minds, you know, picking courses at school and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and um, you know, their relationships with friends are all on the line at the moment because they can't associate the way they normally do so really within our relationships with each other to find ways to be playful to find ways to lighten the mood a bit um and and being spontaneous is one of them like i i know that my daughter-in-law is great one of the, my, my daughter-in-laws is just so cute like she does great things with the little guy um and my son is being spontaneous you know he he um he can still take him the little one out for a walk. He can't go to the playground, but they can go for a walk. So he's built that into the day because he's the one who's doing the home care in one of my families, um, one of my son's families. My daughter-in-law, she bathed the baby in the kitchen sink instead of the bathtub. Wow, he loved that because it was different. And then um, she taped a bunch of toilet paper rolls to the wall and took little pom-poms, fuzzy pom-poms, and he's got a game of putting the, the pom-poms into the different toilet paper roll tubes, like just silly things, but being creative and finding fun ways to, to work together and what have you. And I know that my other son and, and his wife are also doing different time, types of creative activities with the 11 year old because yeah. he's older. And it, it, again, it takes different creative skills on the parents' part to find things, but you know, still allowing him to go out in the driveway and shoot his uh, his uh, ball into the hockey net, you know, by himself. Can't play with his friends, but he can still do that in the driveway. So, yeah. 
So that's what I'm hearing today is that it is important, especially during these times. Yeah. And I heard you say that in the beginning, you know, and so I, I, I so appreciate your, your perceptiveness to understand that these difficult times can be so traumatic yeah. and how play uh, can be the buffer. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Thank you. What about you, Barbara? How's it speaking to you? What's it bringing up for you? Mm, well, first of all, the that, that the dolphin would come, you know, dolphins are, are um, metaphysically known to be um, I'm not sure my wording here, but closer to spirit. There's um, It's like a hierarchy almost in the spirit world. <laughs> um, there are some animals that are closer to the, the, the divine. There are others that are closer to the earth and all act as a bridge in one way or another at different times in their lives. So the fact that dolphin would show up today because it's one, it's quite uh, way up by, it's up like up by hummingbird. These, um, Uh, yeah, it's so separate, completely separate from what the book was saying. Uh, Dolphin provides us an opportunity to, if we can lift ourselves up out of the chaos of this, the dolphin just transports us. I mean, there's no other uh, thing to do we just we're, we just become lifted up out of the the deep well of you know whatever darkness that you know might be surrounding us at the moment <laughs> i'm not gonna name any names um, but you know just if if you can engage the imagination um, and children are also a catalyst and a portal. You know, we think that we have to create um, these activities for the children to do, but it's actually the opposite thing. If we could just let go of, of the need to control things and follow the lead of our children, and what a great time in the world right now to just let the children lead. And isn't that what some particular leader asked for at some point <laughs> or predicted, um, you know, to follow the little children or I don't know what the quote is, but anyway, so that's what, you know, comes to me is just the simplicity of uh, detaching from the chaos replacing thought with play and activities that are playful and joyful, period. Singing, dancing, arts, crafts, disengaging the egoic 
part of, of our brain and engaging the angelic um, spirit uh, guided intuitive part of us, the dreamer. It's all part of who we are. It's all part of our wholeness. But we're coming into a time, you know, in humanity when we're in this unique position to be able to actually stand in our power. And that power is being both mind, body, all but mind, body, and spirit, and all elements of all of the animal spirits that connect us to the earth and to the heavens. Yeah, so I'm thanking Dolphin for showing up today. What I'm hearing, Barbara, is your deep appreciation for the connection between um, the animals and what their uh, spiritual connection is for us, like what, how they speak to us through um, different uh, cultural understandings of the wisdom that the different animals have and, and unity in their diversity, like how they're all a bridge somehow or another, even though they're all very, very different and represent different aspects of the spirit. Mm -hmm. um, they all make up that whole. Yeah, it depends on where we are. Thank you. Thank you. So um, in the Animal Spirit Guides book uh, by Stephen D. Farmer, PhD, he, he gives a little more information on the, the dolphin as well. Would you like me to share that? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay, so in the book, he says, uh, if dolphin shows up, it means take a few minutes today to meditate while playing one of your favorite pieces of music. Listen more and talk less, especially to the more subtle levels of communication from other people and from the natural world. Think and behave more lovingly and positively toward the person you're having difficulty with. Smile more at others and notice how they smile back at you. Try dolphin breathing by taking three slow, deep breaths, each time exhaling with an audible sound. Then observe how you feel. Call on dolphin. When things have become routine and monotonous and you need to breathe some freshness into your life, you're having a conflict with someone close to you and you want to clear things up. You're feeling uptight and want to release all your tension. There's been a problem with or a blockage of communication in any relationship. You're being prompted to move into some deeper spiritual work. If dolphin is your power animal, you're a master communicator, namely because you're able to listen at several different levels simultaneously. You're sensitive and keenly aware of people's feelings, even those that others would prefer to keep hidden. You live very much in the present. You're a guardian of the waters, which means that your soul's assignment is to do anything you can to protect and clean up the oceans, rivers, lakes, and streams. Because of your compassion and empathy, People seek you out for advice and counsel. 
You're highly intuitive, psychic, and even telepathic with both people and animals. You rarely take things too seriously, turning everything into a game, sometimes to the point of annoying others. You're flirtatious in a playful and innocent way. So what do you hear when I shared that, Barbara? Yeah, that just made me giggle. Um, yeah, I just, can you, read, can, you read, can you read that sentence again? The last one? Yeah. You're flirtatious in a playful and innocent way? Or the one before that? Read, just from start from there. That, that's the last one, right? Yeah. I think it might be the one before that, actually. You rarely take things too seriously, turning everything into a game, yeah. sometimes to the point of annoying others. Yeah, that's the one I thought I saw you kind of smirk at. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always been one of my um, traits, let's call it. I've always done that. The... Um, cats meowing actually at the same time which is um <clears throat> i just think about humanity right now and so i'm not thinking about myself you know this is sort of meant for personal reading and as you're reading it's it's like more of an individual person's pick but we picked it with an intention for humanity so you know it's yeah, we've been super annoying, just in general. And th there are countries who don't like countries because they're so super annoying to each other. And, you know, we, we have also to develop this sense of privilege to judge each other, even though we're told not to. It, you know, in, in most uh, faiths, there is some reference to uh, not judging others. Um, I can't really speak to the one I know best, but yeah, it just makes me laugh. The irony of what's happening in the world today. And, um, and so there you go, you know, it, it, Dolphin completely took me to laughter. I just, I giggled and, um, and I want to turn absolutely everything into a reality TV show. So Everybody who knows me will be laughing right now because they know that's true of me. So, um, yeah, it's funny. What about well, me? I hear your honesty, mm -hmm. you know, and, and your openness. This is, this is who I am, and everybody who knows me knows that this is who I am. And, um, and also that understanding that the judgmentalness is something that we all slip into quite easily. Um, that even though all traditions, all faith traditions, all cultures do have talk about it in a way saying, let's not do this to each other. Um, so again, that, that, uh, that awareness that this is something that we're all capable of doing and now is not the time. So that uh, the fact that we picked the dolphins today, um, that it's a time for everyone in the world to really keep in touch with that part of self. Yeah, because, you know, as my grandmother used to say, worry is like a rocking chair. It keeps you busy, but it gets you nowhere. Mm. 
What a lovely thing. You, you have all sorts of wonderful ones from your grandmother. That's her. That's all her influence. But, you know, yeah. she was Welsh and, they, and, they're, and they're known for their songs and their poetic ways. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Any other thoughts you want to end with today, Linda? Uh, the line that, that he says, smile more at others and notice how they smile back at you. And, you know, I typically thank sales clerks for their helpfulness, their kind service, their friendliness, if they're being a friendly service, service person and what have you. And, you know, I get a smile normally, but I find these days when I take that moment and I say, you know, I'm really, really grateful for your commitment to serve us yeah. and to be here at this time. Yeah. They really brighten up. So I don't know if a lot of people aren't saying it to them. If you're not, please take the time to do it because it really makes a difference. They're making a big sacrifice. I mean, not only are they putting themselves out there on the front line for us, um, and it's not easy to be particularly playful in the work environment when they have to be so aware all the time of distancing and cleanliness and, and all this added uh, precautions that they have to take on the job, they also know that they may end up going home with this, which is putting their families at risk. Mm -hmm. So that's an incredible sacrifice. And, and you know, these young people, their young parents or their young, their students who are going home to their families and they might have younger siblings at home. They might have grandparents living in the home. Um, so again, I just uh, really, you know, it doesn't take much to smile at others. So when you see people, it's a little difficult if everybody's wearing a mask to smile. Maybe we can come up with some kind of a, a hand signal. Maybe everybody can go around if you've got a mask on and you want to smile at somebody, go like this. <laughs> I saw somebody the other day with a mask that had a thing cut out with a, um, a, a see-through. Oh, so that you could see them smile, yeah. Yeah, so, but it, it is important to find ways. And smile with your eyes. You know, it makes a big difference. Your eyes change. You can smile with your eyes. So let's remember to smile at each other in these times. And it, it also, they know they've done tests that it will increase our own endorphin levels if we remember to smile. It uplifts us. So... Um, I remember at one point when I was going through my depression part, you know, phases, I shouldn't say that it wasn't a one-off, it went on and off for quite a while, but and comes back by times. But one of the strategies was to take a pencil and stick it in my mouth. And that makes you make the smile thing and that gets the endorphins going. So again, you know, there's these little tricks, but if you're going to put a pencil in your mouth, remember to clean it first, um, sanitize it first, but yeah. So smiling gives back to both of you, you and the other person. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that reminder. And I I so appreciate your wisdom, um, just in everything that you were just saying, but, you know, to bring it right out clearly and state it and call it and, um, and call people to action. You know, I think that more and more um, 
we need to step up and, and do that because, um, you know, just here in my neighborhood, um, there's people in the park still clustering in, you know, groups and with, you know, 20, 30 children and groups of parents. And when, when there was, I just saw this read this morning in my community Facebook page, um, the person who did, made the post approached the group and they said to her, we're all going to get it anyway. So why are we? Hiding? Oh my, that's a defeatist attitude, right? isn't it? And so the only alternative in that situation is to call the authorities because it does matter. Yes, and, and, you know, it's unfortunate that we have to get to that place where we need to start engaging the authorities to start hammering down the rule. Like, let's just choose to make the decision uh, to do the right thing so that we don't have to bring down martial law to enforce this to happen. Like, it's just... You know, and then the people who catastrophize on it, they just get to say, see, 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 this is all a control thing. No, it's not. We're being given the opportunity right now to make a choice. And so choose it. Choose know? responsibly, yeah. Hashtag stay the fuck home. Ooh. Ooh. It's important and it has to be, um, it has to be done. Yeah. yeah. And isn't it a sad commentary that these young families have this belief that they're going to get it anyway, that they think that there's nothing that they can do to be responsible. Um, and, you know, what does that say about what's being put out there? Um, what does that say about people's understanding of, of what it means to be part of a community and to act responsibly in a community without being forced to? I mean, we all resent being forced and told what to do. Well, if, if a polite invitation isn't enough, yeah. then you're inviting force. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we have to accept conse the consequences of our own actions or inactions in this case. Um, and the other thing that, that kind of gets to me is that the people who have to enforce keeping people out of parks, then are being, their time is being wasted because there are other more important things for them to be doing than holding us accountable for our own choices. Yes. There are the same people who respond when some when the ambulances have to come and the, this and that. There's other more important work that they can be doing to save people other than stopping us from putting other people at risk. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to me that, that people aren't thinking that part through. I know. We have limited resources then where do you want them to be? Do you want them to be there so that they can save your child should your child happen to get it? Mm -hmm. Or do you want them to be out in the park chasing you all home so hopefully your children don't get it? 
I'm speechless because I don't quite know how. So, you know, given that, um, you know, how does play, how is it possible that play can play a role to help bring us up out of the, um, the, the anger and the rage like you know at one point you talked about the people who are working on the front lines and and I was thinking to myself if that were me uh having to go to work every day having to I don't know that they have a choice to um that knowing that there are assholes in the park uh, and people who are not complying to what needs to happen, I would be furious. Mm. I would be just furious. And so why are we doing that to them? Why are we? Uh, and so when I talk about, you know, doing better, like we need to do better to uh, uh, stop people like that going to the park um now just finish that thought we need to do better to stop people going to the park so that people like those frontline workers don't have to carry that anger they can carry pride knowing that they're on the front line and they have the community behind them honking their horns at 6 p.m every night or whatever the the communal hour is right they want to know that they're supported. They want to go to work feeling empowered. They don't want to go to work feeling pissed off, knowing that people aren't complying. Yeah. And yeah. and putting them further at risk. And all of us. And the whole yeah, because if they're going to if they're going to the park to play, you can bet they're going to the grocery store too without worrying about things. So here's the other point of consideration. We don't know what these, who these people are. They all could live in the same home. Mm -hmm. So they could actually be clustered in a family unit that is contained. And so we just don't know this, right? And the person who wrote the post did not ask. So everything is about context at the same time. And so I think also you know, there's, there's an element of our own detachment in there. And um, yeah, it's a tricky time. It's a tricky well, time. I, I, I love the way you, you walked around the circle on that one to get to the point that, yeah, there's that judgment thing again. I see a circumstance and I interpret it this way. And um, the wisdom to recognize that, you know, without clarifying what their circumstances and who they actually are, you know, and what they are actually doing, Let's not jump to conclusions. Let's not make the, the big assumptions that make an ass of you and me, as they, as we used to say. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I'm a child of the 50s and 60s. Um, they, you know, in Canada, the hippie era, we were a little later, so don't really qualify as a hippie, even though the birth years might say that I could if I was an American. But, um, you know, it's like. Let's get over our authority issues already. Mm. You know, there are times to question authority and there are times to accept authority. 
and when we're talking about public health and a pandemic, a global pandemic, we need to respect authorities asking us to stay home, to stay safe. I mean, do they really think that everybody wants this global shutdown to be happening and all the economic ramifications? I know. Hello? I I don't think so. So this is the worst case scenario that any of us have ever possibly thought of. I mean, think of all your sci-fi novels and everything. Guess what, folks? This is it. And so, you know, you and I were talking the other day, and what comes to my mind is, okay, take all those sci-fi novels, take all those stories about Final Frontiers and all that. Well, this is the internal frontier. This is what those are all, all those sci-fi stories and stuff are metaphors for, is the development of the characters in those situations to really get in touch with who they truly are and all aspects of their character throughout that crisis situation that they deal with in the story. Mm -hmm. You know, this is it, folks. This is your Final Frontier episode thing. This is your chance to be a hero. This is your chance to, to... you know, live up to that happy ending, whatever it's going to be, be one of the heroes. And hey, how many heroes get to say, yeah, I'm a hero because I stayed home and stayed out of the way, you know, and found ways to be helpful in in my home and my community by staying safe. I mean, great. That that's a hero's role in this case. And we're all heroes. We are. We are all we here have it in in this story, and that's what I think. You know, it's it's, and it's so hard to talk about because there are people sick and dying, and there are people suffering. And so, you know, to look at this from a playful perspective is it's difficult to have this conversation in a way that isn't, um, you know, grounded in trauma and um, and uh, darkness. So, but you know, I just have to just turn back to uh, internal frontier. I love that expression and and you're right. And I, you know, it's so interesting because emotional currency is becoming the, um, the, the, uh, the skill of this century. And, and, and in order to mobilize others, we have to be able to have the capacity to hold space. And so, um, you know, and listening to Carolyn Miss uh, just recently, she's talking about the internet, uh, but the internet. Yeah. So this, this network of system that connects us on the outside is the internet. So that connects all of us together. But what connects us together also in a metaphysical way is, and and maybe I'm interpreting this wrong, is the internet. Um, So I love that. And I actually posted, I wrote a comment on her post inviting her to come to our podcast to be a guest. So I, I, because she, she opened, um, I think it was March 22nd or 23rd, or maybe it was the 28th. Anyway, she opened one of her talks by saying um, she was doing this talk because she had no one else to talk to. (laughs) So uh, 
So I was like, come talk to us. We would love to have you on as a guest. So there's another invitation for Carolyn Miss to come and uh, be a guest, do a virtual well, and, and your comment, you know, again, that, that awareness and that discernment that yes, that emotional wisdom, um, yeah. getting a hold of that, each person as an individual, that is the step for humanity. And guess what? It's really important because of the mess we've made of the material existence. I mean, we've created a world where people are under so much stress continually that it's not from the lions in the forest for most of us anymore, or for, you know, yes, there are, there are still uh, things. It's that we from can. the lack of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's from the, the economic systems that we've set up, the false uh, jungles that we've created <laughs> in, in workplaces and, and what have you, um, where we've done, you know, replicated this survival of the fittest type mentality that really is unnecessary for most of the world. Well, not most of the world, much of the world. It could be for all of the world. Um, were we willing to grow up and mature and uh, stop taking advantage of each other and, and trying to, uh, you know, figure out who's going to be the oppressed and who's going to be the oppressor. When we really finally understand what it means to have equal dignity for all yeah. and, uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of the gentleman whose book I read, Somebody's and Nobody's, the other day. Um, yeah, that, to, to get rid of this false rankism based on, mm. you know, things like physical characteristics or where you were born or who you were born to. It's, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't, it isn't based on any particular capabilities or capacity. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how humanity is shedding these layers of things like, you know, I, 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 I haven't really given this much thought, to, you know, to actually categorize these layers, but, you know, let's talk about the bra burning era and, you know, all these layers of um, justice that, that seem to be um, uh, coming up for review right now. And isn't it interesting, you know? Like, no longer is it okay for the boss to slap the secretary's ass. That used to be a given. That used to be something women would carry and suffer because they didn't, there was no way out of it. And they knew it was wrong and they knew they didn't want it and they knew it wasn't invited, but they had to tolerate it because the conditions of our society uh, created it and supported it and sustained and so, it. So you lived in trauma. I cannot watch the TV show Mad Men. I haven't watched it. I, I worked in that environment it. and it triggers me. Yeah. I was, tried I to stand up and speak up to it and it wasn't dealt with. And it was like, you know, I. I've yeah. never worked in a corporate setting at all. Uh, I uh, was asked to understand him. I was asked to understand that, oh, he's a guy who used to work out in the warehouse and you know what they're like. So oh, now yeah. that he's in the inner office, you know, you have to give him a little room. Oh, I know. And I was like, are you kidding me? I know. There, I this, know. there are three men in this office. Well, actually there were four and there are five women and he's allowed to do this to the five women because he works out in the open area with us. The other men worked in their, had their own offices, but it was like. It's interesting too right now because 
you know, kids who did not grow up in that don't understand. You know, I, when I say to my kids, it used to be expect not yeah in some ways yes expected and and women had to talk and they're like that's just bullshit right so in their minds it's so clear that that that's wrong that that, that should never have been taught but so in some industries so, it's still there, okay, though. okay yeah. so i'm talking about isn't it interesting how all these layers yeah that are bringing us bringing justice bringing justice to to the world in so many ways and um you know it's just it's fascinating to me yeah. what's happening it just to be able to say and to know that we are all the superheroes and we have chosen to be here at this time in humanity and we are here and we're awake and aware and um, hopefully helping others to take action and be awake and aware of doing the ripple. Bring the dolphin in, call on the dolphin and your playfulness. And, and, um, and you know, some of this wisdom, I'm, I'm a grandmother now, guess what? I've had to learn the hard way that there are times to just listen up. Mm -hmm and respect my elders, or for me, now they're the, my youngers a lot of the time, but the people who know a lot more about things than I know, mm. so. I hear your humility in that, just being able to uh, let others lead. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's, I think, a really uh, excellent segue to talk about the, the inner wisdom, that inner, uh, net the internal frontier and how dolphin can you know assist and help us to uh, navigate the water of the world right now wow uh what a great conversation uh we're 55 minutes in right now so we've gone longer than we normally do and uh i trust barbara will edit appropriately <laughs> Oh, I, I'm not sure anything is coming out though. It's it, okay. I think it's all so important to say. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is just an extra long episode. I mean, I'm I'm not sure how you want to play this. But. Well, and people are coming up with all sorts of creative ways. Like somebody I know who has a home daycare has started putting some episodes online with her the two kids that she has at home. Um, she doesn't show the children but she shows herself taking them through some activities, you know? And then um, I saw another woman who started to sing online. She never did before, but you know, she's letting down her, yeah. you know, she's having the humility to, she's got this creativity happening and she's expressing it. She's exploring, exploring it. She's showing it. Yeah. Um, during my meditation last night, um, I was sitting here meditating on this. This was, behind it's a thing to uh, put the candle out with but the way the light was okay it looked like I don't know if you can see it looked like a little person and the light was reflecting in such a way that right up here it was shiny and this kind of started to just look like a nose and a mouth in the shadows right but there was a little shiny dot right up here as if the third eye was shining mm -hmm. right 
And so I just got a pencil out and in the dark, you know, I started drawing like this could be little characters. That, so again, explore your creative. I'm not, I'm not a great art artiste and yeah. working on developing those skills, but play, have fun, discover aspects of yourself that you didn't know. Honor your spirit, as we say in the Virtues Project. This is a great time to honor those little impulses that you've had about, gee, if only I ever had time, I would do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, what's one of those things that you said you would do? Go for it. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Right? Why if not? not now, what's that expression? If not now, when? Yeah. If not you, who? Yeah. And Dr. Dan would always say, Dr. Dan, one of the founders of the Virtues Project, if you have an idea, guess what? It's yours to do. Yes. So do it. It's, yeah. it's, it's guidance. Yeah. So it's Dr. Dan Popoff. Yeah. 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 All right, my dear. Well, thank Any you. Any last thoughts? Just how grateful I am that I have you in relationship doing this work together, and hopefully it's helpful to other people. Um, it's a way we can be of service in this time, and, and I just love having the opportunity to do this. Mm -hmm. thank, thank you, everyone, for being there and mm -hmm. sharing this with us. Thank you. And thank you, Linda, for being there and helping to muse with me and everyone. And we look forward to comments. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash Barbara dash Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, and leave us a comment. You can actually leave us a voicemail and might find your voice on the podcast someday so you can also go to our youtube channel and don't forget to subscribe and like the video you can also leave us a comment there and play and play thank you linda thank you thank you for joining us in mindful musings today we always welcome courteous and respectful feedback in the comments section below.